This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get up, get up, get up. This is the Get Up Show. Hey, welcome everybody. It's the Simon Says Podcast, number 62. Hello there. If you're keeping up, 62, big number. I'm Sean. Charlie is over there. We do the Get Up Show on the radio at 98.7 Simon. And once a week, we're allowed to do the podcast for now. <laughs> Anyhow, Maddie is off this week. He's down at the Outer Banks of North Carolina. He never did get a straight answer on that damn whale, whether it was there or not. Nobody will give me a straight answer on that whale. Yeah, so, I mean, he's been there for a few days now, so uh, you'd think that he would have found it by now. Or smelled it. Oh, definitely, because it was already there for like a week before he left. Yeah, and I asked a buddy of mine, Moose, Mike the Moose, who was an old radio DJ all over the place, one of my favorite oldies DJs ever on 100.7 out of Raleigh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of grew up with him in Henderson, but he lives at the Outer Banks now and has segued from his radio career into a real estate career, which is a good place to be, Mm -hmm. and I was like, Moose, what's going on with that whale, man? What can you tell me? And he wrote back, old Judd, cut it up, used it for bait. And I was like, please, whatever you do, never give me a straight answer about anything. (laughs) No, like, I really need to know what's happening with this whale. So, we don't know. But hey, man, here's the thing. Tomorrow is April Fool's Day, and I hate April Fool's Day like poison. Is it just because you don't like for people to, you don't want to look like a fool? You don't want people to get one by on you? I don't like to be lied to, and I don't like the whole culture of lies that comes up around it. And I, I've been burned by a few. And, you know, um, Volkswagen already got in trouble this week. They put out an early April Fool's joke saying that they were changing their name from Volkswagen to Volkswagen and that they were going all electric. Oh, and- <laughs> And people were like, hey, that's really cool that you're doing that, Volkswagen. That is a great name change, and that is so neat that you're going to help save the planet. As a result of that name change, their stock prices went up. Oh. So now they're in big trouble. Uh, I mean, is that their fault that people are that gullible and want it to happen so badly? Generally, the difference between a joke and fraud is the way that it's presented Hmm. and they lied to the press without a wink and a nod at all you know what i mean okay they presented this as actual news and usually like when taco bell buys the liberty bell or something like that you can smell a joke on it well now wait a minute our company just changed its name (laughs) are we sure that's true it's true Yes. Okay. <laughs> if if that is interesting to you, our company was Intercom. It's now 
Odyssey. Odyssey. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Yeah, like audio, audacity, and an odyssey. It's yes. all of these things. Yes. And, you know, it is the biggest podcasting and online gambling and radio company in the world. So mm-hmm. they came up with a cool new name. But um, April Fool's Day has always been tough. Back in school, it was pretty easy. But when you're a kid, it's pretty easy. It is a bug on your shoulder. Hey, your pants are unzipped, all that stuff. Yeah, it's usually just some little little gag that doesn't harm anybody. Just, hey, what's that? April Fool's. I think the one that got me the worst, I was probably 21. I was working at G105 in Raleigh, mm-hmm. and I was dating a girl who I thought was 20 because she told me she was 20. <laughs> and I woke up to an early morning phone call. You know, of course, this is way before texts or emails or anything. Uh-huh early morning phone call and she goes we need to talk and i go okay cool what's up i wasn't honest with you about my age you weren't no i'm 16 and i go what (laughs) yeah i said well obviously this changes the nature of our association i remember those are the words i used (laughs) wow you're so um um technical about your answer (laughs) And I said, uh, and I was just sitting there on the phone, and she goes, I shouldn't have lied to you about how old I was. You know, I know that was wrong, and I'm sorry I did it, and April Fool's. (laughs) That's a good one, but I'd be afraid uh, that the person would be so upset and mad or whatever that they may not not recover from it. Yeah, I didn't. You didn't? You broke up with her? Well, it just kind of faded out after that, so yeah. Uh Uh-huh, because you kept thinking she was 16. (laughs) Well, you're like, wait, was it a joke or is she really 16? <laughs> it's it's the whole lying thing, man. It's, yeah, that's what I hate about April Fool's Day. I mean, the ones I don't like are when someone does something like does a joke that says we're pregnant yeah. or, you know, we're getting married or, you know, some kind of a, a life changing kind of a situation and then they're like oh ha, ha, we got everybody and like grandma's over here crying because she couldn't wait to have a grandbaby or whatever you know whatever the reason oh, yeah. is i mean people get their feelings hurt for those kind if it's just a, a gag that's one thing but yeah or you know my house burns down i need donations and people are showing up with blankets right. and Stuff yeah. Like that. yeah, no, that's not cool. There was a radio <laughs> station in Myrtle Beach that did one many years ago where they got on the air on the morning show and they said, okay, we have a, an announcement for everybody. This is really important. Um, the city has accidentally released sleuth powder into the power lines and you need to go around your house and put plastic baggies over all your outlets and put all of your, you know, your cell phones, your your different light bulbs, everything. You need to put them in plastic baggies so that the sleuth powder won't get released because it could, you know, you could get sick. You might have to cough a lot, whatever kind of stuff. So everyone needs to go around and do this. And people absolutely believed it. And they were calling the city, calling the mayor, <laughs> calling yeah. everyone at the utility company, spell sleuth backwards. I can't. S l o o f f o o l s fools powder. Uh, but oh, see? the whole town of Myrtle Beach was in an uproar because of this. 
And those are illegal now. You, you won't know. hear radio stations doing stuff like that anymore because they huh. have been deemed illegal. We get a memo every year that says, don't do anything stupid, stupid. Don't do anything that would bring listeners or the police to our door. Yeah. I know we've talked about this one before on the podcast when we did the um, Pilot Mountain was erupting years oh, yeah. and years ago. Mm-hmm. And we all nearly lost our jobs over that. That was before you were on the show and before I was on the show. That was back during the Wicker Show days. Oh, yeah, that was way before me. Yeah, we orchestrated that whole thing and got the listeners in on it. And the the volcano was that's not a volcano was <laughs> erupting that morning. And you had to go outside with a wet paper towel and wave it around over your head and see if it collected sulfur to see if you were in a safe zone or not. (laughs) The only problem with these kind of jokes is you can't watch everybody to see who actually does it. (laughs) Oh, but we were getting calls from people who were doing it and asking Mm -hmm. if they were doing it right. And, you know, after the fact, after the reveal, we had very angry people who were reaching out to us. And I remember the wording and and some of (laughs) this was back during the days of faxes. And and one guy faxed in and says, how are you going to take and sit there and turn around and make people go outside with a wet paper towel and wave it over their heads when they might have a medical problem? So that's going to harm them to wave a paper towel? Hey, you never know, man. You never know what's going on with somebody's life. And that's another reason I'm glad we don't have to do that stuff anymore. And the other stuff that radio stations used to do that was just so hilarious is like, we're going to go all disco. Or yeah. the people from the station across town would switch. Like the rock station and the hip-hop station would switch mm-hmm, that Because they're in the same building. Also, a big one that lots of radio stations do is make a huge concert announcement. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be Metallica, The Who, Elvis Presley, The Beatles, <laughs> Lil Wayne. Like announcing all the just crazy, crazy acts that would never play together. Some of them that do not exist anymore. And people would be freaking out. How do I get tickets? Oh, geez. We did that in D.C. one time where we advertised Hanson in a free concert on the main lawn. And that was the only location we gave. Of be the White sure, House? <laughs> just We just said on the main lawn. Uh-huh. And people went nuts. There were people showing up at all kinds of grassy areas, <laughs> looking for right, the free get there right show. now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that could cause some security issues. And then there was a great one that my friend Tommy did years ago. This was at G one hundred five, where they had a meet and greet <laughs> with Michael Jordan planned, and they had all these people show up. It was oh. a morning morning show thing, and they had a meet and greet planned. <gasps> You know, everybody come on. Michael Jordan's going to sign autographs, oh, have no. breakfast with you, roll around with you and everything. And all these people showed up, and they're broadcasting live, waiting for Michael Jordan's limousine to, to pull in. And the <laughs> crowd's getting bigger and bigger, and they're, like, <gasps> chanting and high-fiving and screaming, and everybody is so excited. Oh. And they're live on the air saying, here comes the limousine now. And you can see the limousine coming down the street, and he's holding the microphone up to people. Are you excited to meet Michael Jordan? Oh, my God, yes. And the tears are streaming down their faces. And then the limousine pulls up and stops, and Tommy opens the door and gets in the limousine, and it drives away. Oh, my gosh. Like I mean, good for him because otherwise that's the only way he was going to live through that. I would when Once that crowd started growing like that, I'd be totally slipping out the back door. You'd never oh, see me again. <laughs> that was so hilarious, the fact that he, he built that whole thing, and then the limousine comes, and he gets in it and drives away, 
and no Michael Jordan gets out, and people are still standing there. Oh, that's the one we did years and years ago in Virginia Beach, too, was we were protesting. This guy had been arrested for um, indecent exposure, <laughs> and we said it's not fair. You know, the human body is a beautiful thing, so we're going to go <laughs> – we're going to go down to Mount Trashmore, which was a landfill yes. that they covered with dirt, turned into a park. I've been so there. We're, we're going to go down to Mount Trashmore, and we're going to walk naked at 8 o'clock this morning. Oh. Any, anybody who wants to come out here and join us, <laughs> we're going to walk naked at 8 o'clock this morning. Oh, these and, are so good. And so we get out there, and I have a name tag hanging around my dog like a little sandwich sign on both sides. It says naked, and I've got him on a leash, and we're walking naked. And... <laughs> A few people showed up, and one woman was so mad at us that we weren't naked. She w- she came up to everybody out there and said, this is a ripoff. Well, did she want to walk naked? No, she wanted to see us walking naked. And well, she you was, were walking naked. I was, but not what she had in mind. And she said it, 15 times, this is a ripoff. <laughs> ripoff. So she obviously had something in mind. That I'm, <clears throat> I'm worried about her that she was that determined to see you all. I know. <laughs> in the nude. That, that's the one time that has ever happened at <laughs> any radio station event. I promise you that. <laughs> so what's up with this cat that was living a double life? Because I hear about that. You know, that happens more than you know. If you have a cat that goes outside, it is living a double life. I'll bet you one crisp. American oh, yeah. Dollar. It's but so this one, this guy had. Um, so, you know, when your neighbor put their house up for sale, like I'm guilty of this. I will look. I'll look it up on Zillow and I want to see what it looks like inside. I wonder how much they're asking for it. All that kind of stuff. So his neighbor put their house up for sale. So he's like, oh, let's see, you know, what they got going on over there. And he's clicking through and he's looking at the pictures and he comes to this picture of a bedroom and there's his cat laying on the neighbor's bed. His cat. His cat. 100%. And he's like, uh, yeah, so this is my cat on Zillow at the neighbor's house. <laughs> so it, the cat was just taking advantage of anybody who let him inside. So do you know about the follow-up from that? I don't. I don't think they've sold the house yet, so I think he's still good. <laughs> no, I want to know the conversation because... My sister had a cat named Belzer that had the worst skin condition of any cat I've ever seen. Oh, no. The bumpiest, rashiest, scabbiest cat. But it was a nice cat. You know, it was one of those big gray cat. And she let it outside sometimes. And it had this double life. It lived at her house primarily. And it went to the, the neighbor's house some. And then something happened she moved and the people wanted to keep the cat Uh. and she's like listen this is my cat yeah i I know it comes over here but that's my cat and they're like yeah yeah they're like no it's neighborhood cat it's all of our cat they ended up stealing the cat (gasps) did they really yeah so like it before she moved it was outside and they just kept it yes that's terrible yeah, they kept the cat and all its bumps and rashes. Well, there's that. <laughs> I mean, I'll be like, well, I mean, I love this cat, but he's pretty bumpy. Yeah. You overlook a lot. Yeah. With pets. 
Oh, absolutely. And that dang cat that was stuck in a chimney for a <gasps> month. There's this big fat cat that got missing. And the neighborhood, the people put up signs all over their neighborhood mm-hmm. looking for their poor fat cat. It was like, what, 19 pounds? Yes, it was 19 pounds. And it turned out, so the, the neighbor's house next to them was kind of under construction. So nobody lived there. So they weren't able to like go ask that neighbor, hey, have you seen my cat? Whatever. So then, then those people finally move into the house and they're like, hmm, I hear something right meow. And it was the cat had gotten stuck in their chimney. For how many days did we say? 19 days? 20, no, 28 days. Almost a month. The cat stayed alive all by itself, meowing in a chimney for a month. Well, it had some extra fluff that it, it was able to survive off of, kind of like whales in their blubber. <laughs> yeah. So the cat got rescued out of the chimney, and I still want to know if it was Santa Claus and down or if it was shimmying up. Was yeah, it we don't. Up? We don't have nearly enough information uh-uh. on this, and I, I think I'm convinced. Big fat cat. He was chasing food. He was chasing a mouse. He was chasing a bird. Something. That made him go in that chimney. So I'm thinking he was outside. And went down. Yeah. Dang. But the thing, the cat was 19 pounds when it went in the chimney. It was taken to the vet after a month, and it had only lost seven pounds. So there must have been a steady stream of birds and mice coming down that Um, chimney. It was like a buffet in the chimney. Well, then maybe he was facing up, and when Mm -hmm. the mice went down the chimney, he was like, ha-ha, gotcha. God, you know... When you were little, did you ever consider climbing up or down a chimney? Because I sure did, man. I was all in the time. Yeah, yeah. we um, we had a a fireplace in our house growing up, and it had like the um, what do you call the the flue, the thing you shut, mm-hmm. yeah. and I would open it up and look up there and mm-hmm. be like, hmm. I mean, I can see the light. It's not that far. I could probably climb through there, and then I'd just come out the top. Yeah. I always wanted to do that. And when we would go exploring old buildings and stuff, and they had those great big chimneys, it was like, oh, I can't not get in this. <laughs> did you? No, nah, I never did. Because oh. there was that whole thing about, you know, fear of heights. Oh, so you need a chimney in the ground. Oh, then there's fear of holes. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a... A, a chamber. That's called a dungeon. A chimney <laughs> in the ground. True. I don't know, man. No, no. You're, you're scaring me now. <laughs> so there's a lot of people don't know. Um, there's certain things that Charlie absolutely hates that drive her crazy. And one of them right now is wet teddy bears. Yeah. So there's that, you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Liberty commercials are really odd. All of them are odd. But some of them are like goofy odd, like the Liberty Bibbity. I think that one's funny. Mm-hmm. I think the guy who's wearing the big cell phone and he gets wet and he has to go jump in the bag of rice, like That's for some reason, clever. those are funny. But then they went off on this one where they're trying to show that Liberty is different kind of insurance or whatever. People do things their own way. So this guy goes up to this man with a big hot dog cart and he's like, hey, I'll take two, please. And then the guy reaches in with tongs and pulls out these soaking wet teddy bears <laughs> instead of hot dogs. It's gross. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm like, smushy. 
um, soggy. It just, why'd you do that to my teddy bear? He's never going to dry out. <laughs> and the guy's cool with it. The guy's like, this isn't a hot dog stand. No, can't you read? It's wet teddy bears. And the guy oh. just takes the wet teddy bear. <laughs> okay, then. And I mean, and you can't eat them. So what are you going to do with wet teddy bears? It's just like, who, where did this come from? But see, somebody got a bonus and is making oh, yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars because they came up with the wet teddy bear campaign. Or it might be because that person came up with the Liberty Bibbity and the, um, the the cell phone guy. And they're like, man, we need another one. We need another one quick. And it's kind of like when you try to make a really good band crank out some songs and they're just like throwing anything down on paper and they've really got nothing. Yeah. I think that's what happened here. <laughs> like, I don't know. Wet teddy bears. Just go with wet teddy bears. I'm, I got to go. Yeah. What do you think about all these people? Like the last thing I saw was a, really a friend of mine, a guy I know, was talking about cooking and eating cicadas and saying they taste like shrimp. I don't ever want to eat bugs unless I'm in, like I have to. Like I'm stuck in the forest and there's just nothing left. There's going to be billions with a B, billions of cicadas around here probably by the first week of May, if not earlier, because it's going to warm up a lot next week. And what they say is after it's been 80 for a few days, they start churning, they start digging out, and they're going to be everywhere. Yeah, because so, they're down in the ground, right? They're like yeah. saved down in there. 17 years they've been down there waiting to come up and be sautéed. It's a long time to be in the ground. <laughs> yeah, this guy is stir-frying them and eating them like you would shrimp. So, is he eating them like he would shrimp with the shells still on? Or is he picking them out of their Ooh. hard shell? Jeez, I didn't get that far into it. But a lot of people, this goes back like to the 1700s. People have been eating cicadas when they show up. Well, in the 1700s, they had to. They were hungry. <laughs> there's so many of them. They're everywhere, and it's like, hey, this is plentiful. Well, yeah, but I mean, again, they had mead and some gruel. <laughs> so they're like, oh, hey, look, this here's something different. Let's eat a bug. One person says that they taste like cold canned asparagus. Uh, again, I love asparagus, but not that. No, I don't want that. They're good in dumplings <gasps> and in stews. You can Did either freeze them or cook them when they're fresh. Going back to the asparagus, does it give you asparagus pee? Oh, man. Do I got have... cicada pee. <laughs> exactly. Oops, <laughs> somebody was eating cicadas. Oh, God. <laughs> but, see, even if they taste like, I like shrimp, I like asparagus. Mm. But if I were to eat that, I don't think I could eat cicadas on purpose. And I think if I ate a dish that turned out to be cicadas later and you told me, I would never get over it. So what if, let's just guess that um, somehow they were prepared so that to your eye, it looked like you're eating shrimp fettuccine. Okay. And you're like, okay, I like some shrimp fettuccine. I'm going to gobble this down. And it tasted pretty good. And you're like, all right, that was a great meal. Thank you for cooking that for me. Uh -huh. Do you ever want to know that it wasn't? <sighs> No. I mean, not if it's bugs. If it's no. it's like, that wasn't shrimp. It was scallops. Oh, cool, man. Neat. <laughs> but you don't want to know. It's okay if it's something else, just as long as it's not cicadas. Here's a, 
It's crazy. Crispy wok tossed cicadas. You need two cups of cicadas to make that. Here's a cicada delicious pizza. Is it so? Are it? Does it tell you how to prepare them? Are you taking the legs and the shells off? Uh, let me see. About yes. sixty parboiled, dry roasted cicadas roast for only eight minutes so that they retain some moisture. Oh, this is freaking me out. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I want to keep. Still doesn't tell this. you what to do with the legs and the big eyeballs, though. Oh, yeah, we can't. We can't keep going down this. <laughs> rabbit hole that's enough what? it's got so they've got what like eight legs and then don't they have wings i'm just <laughs> i don't think they have eight legs i think they're insects so they um, have six, six legs six yeah. legs okay okay either way too many too dang many although what's the difference hey, really when you get down to it what's the difference between that and a sea bug like a shrimp or a crab or a lobster because they're just bugs in under the water they're the no. exact same thing they are no no no, they're not. How, Don't. How not? They, they are delicious shrimps, and you will never tell me they're bugs because I love them. <laughs> well, what is what is the thing from the uh, the America song? The the ocean is a desert with its life underground, so you just flip that. The bugs are underwater, and they're shrimp. They are bugs, man. And I've gotten to the point now in my – as I get older, I get weirder and freaked out by more stuff. Yeah. If I let myself go on that, all of those sea things, man, the crayfish and uh, langostinos and all of those sea bugs start to get to me because they, they all have their little legs and stuff too. And I start thinking, man, that's just a bug underwater. So are you telling me you're not going to eat lobster anymore? Don't love lobster anyway. Oh, you're kidding. I absolutely love lobster, but I'm I'm good with it on, like either just by itself or only in the tail. I don't need all the – I don't want all the – the antennas in the face and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't know why they do that. I don't like, either. I went to um, Osteria for my birthday, and I, I ordered something different, which you, you know you shouldn't do that. If you have something you <laughs> love at a restaurant and you always order that, always yeah. order it. Yeah, so, because you're going to be disappointed. <clears throat> and I ordered something different. People were telling me, like, order something different, man. Branch out. Good, you know, order something crazy. So I did. I ordered a lobster thing with squid ink pasta, and I thought, well, this will be really neat to try this. So they bring me the poor dead bug with his all his face and everything hanging all out, mm. and it was already cracked. It was just for presentation. It was just yeah. so I could see where he used to live. And who wants that? They don't bring mm. you the cow. With- oh, come on. Too soon. <laughs> I know. Oh, but it's Too true. Soon. I don't I don't want I like to completely detach from the thought that that thing that tastes delicious was ever alive. <laughs> I agree with you. I just don't want to think about it. Can you believe that Captain Kirk is 90 years old? Can you believe William Shatner who he's still working by the way. Yeah. He's doing these like unsolved mystery type of shows. It's not unsolved mysteries, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. And and I'll I'll find it on TV and I'll sit and watch that for hours and he's hosting that and he's 90 he's still working. Do you think he has to? Oh, absolutely not. He just wants to. Some people just they don't ever want to stop. They're like, "Why should I?" I don't know because he had a lifestyle that he probably blew through TJ Hooker and Star Trek <laughs> rapidly. I don't know. I mean, cuz he's still getting isn't he probably still getting syndication from Star I, Trek and all that? 
who knows what kind of deals they had back then? It's not the same as when That's friends true. came around and they had points on everything and right. they had people looking out for them to make those crazy deals where they make a million dollars every 15 minutes. Yeah. It was different back then. But the thing about William Shatner that I found out the other day, he just turned 90, he just had a birthday, is he says now that he has never watched himself on Star Trek. Yeah, how is that possible? I mean, I don't even know that you could... I'm not sure how you get through the world without seeing Star Trek somewhere. He said that he can't stand to see himself. He doesn't like the way he looks or Aww. what he did. Well, that's kind of sad. It is kind of sad <laughs> because he's he's famous for being, um, you know, people called him an egomaniac and a perfectionist and on and on you know he kind of had a reputation back then so you would yeah. think he would love to see that well it sounds to me then that he's like one of those people that seems like an egomaniac but it's also it's actually because he's super insecure and he's a perfectionist because he doesn't feel like he's doing it right huh maybe so yeah but did you ever watch star trek were you one of, one of the Trekkies? no i mean i've i've accidentally come across some episodes <laughs> i know what a triple is and that's about it I can't believe that he's 90 years old and still working. That To me, that says he didn't save his money. I just think that he's one of those people that just wants to keep going. He's in good health. He's, you know, it, working makes him happy. He's not a person that can sit around and just roll around in his millions. I'll be happy to do it for him, but <laughs> it's just not his I'm thing. Just, I'm not sure he's got millions. I'm telling you. It's yes, like he does. All right, I'll tell you another one, and this isn't at the same level, but Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin Brothers Band. You know them. Oh, yeah. All the gold in California is in a vault in the middle of Beverly Hills and somebody yeah. else's name or something like that. All right, so Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin Brothers Band, do you think that he has plenty of money? I don't, but I also, I've heard, I've heard bad stories about him. I've heard he's not a very nice guy. Really? I don't want to yes. hear that. I love him. I love well, that song, and I grew up with my mom listening to them and everything. But just recently, I heard that he's not a super nice guy. Okay. Well, I'll tell you that he is not a rich man, and he is he calls himself a small business and a working musician, and the pandemic nearly put him in the poorhouse. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, though, their big hits, they were back in the 80s. So it's been a while. And, but, you know. But so, look. You say that, but the guy who wrote the songs for the Village People, who wrote YMCA, he is a multi multi millionaire just from that because he did it right. He kept the publishing. Yeah, yeah that's know? and that's what you got to do. You got to you got to have the right financial people in your corner, especially when you're starting out and you don't really know what's going on. Yeah, make a big difference. Yeah. So even if even if the guy from the Village People never wrote another song. He'd be rich off of YMCA right now today, all these years later. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But yeah, Larry Gatlin said that the pandemic nearly busted him broke, and if they don't get back out on the road soon, he doesn't know what he's going to do. He's trying to get small business help, like the, what is it called, PP, PPP? Mm, really? It's, one of the, it's got some P's in it. But yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's trying to get help because he's going broke. And I, when I heard that, I was like, what? You should You should have plenty of music money laying around Larry Gatlin. Come on, man. Right, right. I mean, he's got all the gold in California, doesn't he? That's what I, I've been led to believe. <laughs> Me too. By songs that I know by heart. <laughs> but, you you know, that's that's the thing. You get that one hit song and keep it. 
They say if you get one number one song, you're set for life. Just you don't can sell be. it. Don't right. sell it. Yeah. All right, man. So listen, we hope that you will make it through April Fool's Day without getting lied to, without getting your feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. Without I think you can do it. I have faith. Just don't believe a single thing you hear today. <laughs> Not a word. Well, have a great one. It's tomorrow, but have a great one and and be careful. Don't you spread any lies either, unless they're good ones. Unless it's hilarious, then go ahead and do it. <laughs> you got a final char- uh, final Charlie thought? Um, no cicadas for supper. I'm I'm good. I'm out. But you'll do a, a lobster all day. Oh yeah, heck yeah! Please, no Same faces thing. though. No Same. faces. All right. Next time, y'all, one week from now, we'll do it again. See you then. Okay, bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 